right, everybody. Welcome back to the Warning Track Talk podcast with your hosts, Dave and Dave. Today, we're going to be talking about some very important news in the baseball world and whether or not it will be the end all for the players, for the organizations around the baseball world. And well, Dave, let's get right into it. What do you have to say? Well, howdy, howdy, everyone. <laughs> What's everybody doing? Uh, it's been a long time, but there's some baseball news, so uh, we figured we'll start making some podcasts again, and hopefully um, can get some uh, more baseball news and some good content out to you guys. Yeah, that's right. Hey, we've we've been gone for a while, but uh, we've had our reasons, and uh, we've both we thought about moving on to bigger and better things, but you know what? Sometimes it's like a toxic relationship. You just end up going right back to it, right, Dave? <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, buddy. I was <laughs> I was looking at our uh, stuff we have lined up for the wonderful podcast today. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, it's better to be prepared than to not, right? That's right. So uh, but, uh, let's get started, Dave, with the um, proposal that the uh, that Major League Baseball has sent to the Players Association uh, today. Actually, the MLB has made a proposal to the players. 75% prorated salary with a 76-game season. Uh, of course, there will be money for the playoffs, so incentives for playoffs. Um, there will be no draft pick compensation for signing players. The season finishes on the 27th of September, and the postseason ends at the end of October like it usually would. And there there have basically been significant moves towards the players' demands, and uh, I don't think it's really going to stop until... Uh, the players' demands are pretty much met or are at least close to meeting the demands. But um, basically most of this news I found from Carl Ravitch of ESPN. You could find him at Carl Ravitch ESPN on Twitter. So uh, yeah, the proposal is expected to be declined as of 9 o'clock p.m. on June 8th, Dave. Um, so your opinions. Uh, well, in this proposal, it's it's better, um, and I, I think we'll kind of dive into this. We have some more like in-depth opinions where I think we'll talk more about the numbers. But basically, looking at this, if you are a casual baseball fan or maybe somebody who doesn't, you know, really get into the economic parts of it, prorated is pretty much the amount uh, of money that players would make for a specific amount of games. So in this case, it would be seventy-six game season. The players are fighting, of course, for that full salary as you would for any job. But right now, they're only getting 75% of that full salary in the 76-game season, as Dave mentioned, to this proposal. So I think we'll in-depth talk about you know both sides and our opinions, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the economics. But just looking at this deal, it's better than some in, some in the past, but it still could be better. Right. Uh, definitely could be better for the players in terms of meeting their demands, as I was saying. Um, it's just been tough. It's been a tough battle between the... Um, Players Association and Major League Baseball because, of course, you know, on the one hand, the players want what they feel that they should deserve, and then you have the organizations trying to, of course, uh, not lose money or at least not lose a ton of money with the season not being able to bring in revenue from selling tickets and, uh, you know, getting people in the stands because of this whole coronavirus. But, um, yeah, it, it sucks for both sides. Um, somebody it seems like is going to have to give in. And if nobody gives in, then, you know, we, we're not going to have a season. And uh, the part that really gets me is the fact that, you know, the players, the owners and everything, it's just like, 
you know, what about the fans? What about the fans who want to see a game, the people that go out and they buy jerseys, buy t-shirts, buy all this merch every single year just to see this team play and support the team, when, in short, the team's not going to bite their tongue, or not bite their tongue, but, you know, just just grit through it for one year. You know, I mean, I, I look at the players that make, you know, close to $30 million or $20 million, and... It, like, I get it. They buy things that cost a lot of money and they need to pay off things. And it's a, the lifestyle they live requires making a ton of money. But it, it, to me, it's just not fair that, you know, th- these players get to make so much money. And yet when something detrimental happens to not only the baseball community, but to the entire world, uh, you know, they, they feel that they shouldn't shouldn't really have to take too much of a pay cut, you know? So, um, I don't know. To me, it just it just doesn't seem right. I mean, yeah, they should definitely get their money, you know? But um, I don't know. It's just my opinion on it. I feel like the owners uh, definitely have a say there, too, just as they do. Um, but the the way that they probably see it is the way that I said it, you know, with... Um, the the fans and everybody not being able to come out and show up with uh, this whole thing going on it it is tough I mean I can imagine they're gonna get uh, money from uh, the broadcast deals and stuff like that but um, I I really don't know it's it's really tough to predict whether or not things are gonna go through um, you know like we bullet pointed you know the proposal is expected to be declined as of nine o'clock p.m. So, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, it's going to be declined. I, I know it's going to be declined. I don't know about you, Dave, but it, to me, I, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing this. I, I wouldn't call it bickering, but this, decline, this declination of the proposals. Something needs to be done. We need this to be nipped in the bud because if this isn't figured out within you know, the next month, then I don't think we're going to have a season. Yeah, I mean, without a season would be detrimental to the game, but I just want to backtrack a little bit uh, to kind of catch up on some of what you were saying. I mean, in terms of, and I said this from the beginning too, I said, you know, I uh, I was very independent in the case. I thought the players, for all those, again, I'm going to try to catch up in terms of the casual fans who are kind of like, oh, well, where do I stand? Or people who don't watch baseball a lot. Um, Players, of course, they want their full-rated salary, pro-rated salary, my bad, as I talked about earlier, as you would at any job. And the owners, they want to save money, especially for the higher teams in terms of higher payroll, so the Yankees, the Phillies, the Mets, um, the Red Sox. They want, you know, I would imagine, to spend less money. Um, So they would want to go pro-rated. I don't know if the Phillies are part of it. I'm not going to go into that or not, but, I mean, I'm just saying that higher, higher payroll teams probably want to save more money because they're going to be losing money, only get money from TV revenue, certain merchandise and stuff like that because they want people coming to the ballpark. But in terms of my stance, I was in the middle for the most part. In the beginning of this, I was kind of towards the owners. I was like, you know, the players, they shouldn't be, you know, arguing over penny change or not penny change, penny change to them, but, you know, millions of dollars for us. But I really think now I'm kind of on the side of the players if I had to pick a side, even though I'm still kind of in the middle. Because, I mean, the players, I mean, the, some of these proposals that MLB has put out there have been absolutely ridiculous. 
Last one was for a 47-game season, I believe. They would only be getting 29% of their prorated salary, or sorry, of their full salary. They won 50%. And they would also, I know it's very confusing, but this one was a little better at 35% of their full salary. And again, the players won 50% of their full 150-game salary. So they're still far off, but I think I'm on the side of the players if I had to end today, but I'm still kind of in the middle. I just think that both sides have to make a compromise. You can't have, you know, the owners giving out all the money and losing all the money. You can't have the players, you know, forfeiting all this money because the owners want to save up money. I mean, they made profit all these other years, but yeah, I think that it's interesting. But like you said, I think they have to figure it out very soon. But I think they're getting closer. This proposal was closer. Right, and um, I was listening to the Hit Hitting Season podcast, um, you know, and they were talking about how, of course, you know, businesses, they make money some years, sometimes they lose money. And I think this has to be a year where, you know, Major League Baseball and, you know, its respective organizations are, you know, they're going to have to lose money. And that's just it, you know, to be able to have a season, you're going to need to pay your players and... We already know the player, the players' association is not going to back down um, on their stance. It's just they're too strong. They're too strong in their ways, and you're seeing it with all the declines of the different proposals. So, uh, yeah, it's just the owners make all this money every single year. They profit, and I, I don't know if there was a year where they really lost money. So I mean, maybe in '94 when. Uh, the strike happened, but uh, besides that, I just I've seen an increase in you know the revenue in you know baseball and its fandom and everything to go along with it. So I don't see a reason why they can't have a year where you know this kind of stuff happens. Maybe they lighten the wallet a little bit, uh, you know, because the next year you're going to end up having a surplus of fans show up. And you're going to just make that money back because everyone misses baseball. Yeah, I really couldn't agree more. But, I mean, my opinion is, you don't see the NBA. You don't see the NHL. And I know that these are two leagues that were already in, already in their regular season when the season stopped due to the virus. But the point is, is you don't see any other league having this problem with economic battles and you know how baseball over the past couple of years has been saying that they've been losing some of the fans, especially casual fans. I don't understand what the problem is. You know what I mean? I don't understand the problem there of why they can't. I mean, these some of these deals by the owners are ridiculous. Players want too much. If you've been wondering, by the way, some players, I know that we didn't write this down in terms of our notes, me and Dave, but some of the players, Blake Snell, um, who is a sure, like, you know, you can consider him that on the race. He was the first one to denounce it. He, I mean, he, he likes to run his mouth anyway on a regular basis, but he was saying how much he hates it. Bryce Harper soonly said after that he hates it, and Andrew McCutcheon today laughed at the deal, said LOL on Twitter. I mean, I would assume that's what he was talking about. But, I mean, really, it's, 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 it's confusing, and I don't understand. I mean, I say this all the time. The MLB and Commissioner Rob Manfred, not to kind of go on a rant here, but Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner of all sports, regardless if you're a football fan and, and boo Roger Goodell every time. Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner in all sports. He can't get owners together, can't get players together. The guy has no idea what he's doing, regardless what you think. It's just, he needs to take a better leadership role here and trying to push along the players and the owners because right now he's just sitting there in his beach house doing nothing. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too much of a fan of Rod Manfred myself. Um, the different decisions over the years of his tenure. Um, and, you know, yeah, just the decisions that he's made, I'm not too much of a fan of. And uh, there, there's a ton that I could really go over, but um, let's not deviate from the main topic here. But, yeah, it's just I, I don't even know what to say in terms of, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the feud basically going on between the Players Association and Major League Baseball besides the fact that, you know, this is taking way too long. And it's it, it really there's pressure being built upon this topic. There There's a crushing amount of pressure to be able to get the season started. And, you know, if there isn't really going to be any more proposals, so to speak, then I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I don't think there have been talks between the Players Association and Major League Baseball, really. Um, besides, you know, of course, this uh, this latest one. But other than that, I, I don't really catch them talking besides, you know, whether they're going to negotiate something. And, you know, it's it's really not that public until it finally comes out. We don't really get too much news on, okay, while well, they're talking and this could be what they're talking about. It's pretty much just, you know, oh, well, you know, they're they're talking, you know, and I mean... Yeah, it's good that they're talking and everything, but it's it's nice to know, like, is real progress me- being made? You know, you could talk and talk for hours, but that doesn't mean that progress is being made. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just there's this crushing pressure for the season to start and to see there being some progress being made. It's good, but in the same hand, there's not enough progress being made fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I that's agree. that's pretty much where I stand. It's just it's really not fast enough for the game to get started. I mean, at this pace, we're never going to see a game until 2021. Yeah. I mean, just again, I feel like people are saying it, but just to kind of put up for the casual fan, go well, not really the casual fan, but any fan, kind of going more in depth of what Dave was talking about. There are three. Well, not three. There's more than that. But there was a couple of beat reporters around MLB. You have John Heyman, Bob Nightingale, Carl Ravitch posted this. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Ken Rosenthal and you know each guy you know gives their different stuff so you know if you're a fan of the game or whatever I would suggest following them on Twitter because they do give good updates throughout the day John Heyman's a New York guy um, Rosenthal is a baseball analyst on MLB Network but anyway um, as John Heyman reported and I think Carl Ravitch did Bob Nightingale may have even talked about it uh, players I don't know if this was in the last proposal but players have been asked by MLB by the owners and a consent to be tested and acknowledgement of risk, not a waiver of claims. And I'm reading this straight from John Heyman. All credit goes to him. He's on Twitter. Um, oh, as I talked about earlier, they are going to sign a consent to be tested. So this is is good in terms of the fact that there's enough tests to get tested, of course. Um, and I think that that's a major step in terms of the health sides going away from the economic. But again, it all kind of wraps up because MLB is trying to not only figure out the economic status, but also the status in terms of health problems. Because I know that David Dahl, if you're again a casual, is an outfielder for the Colorado Rockies. He has a weakened immune system. And he was talking a little bit about um, in a video clip or something on Twitter talking about how it would affect him going into a season um, in MLB with the coronavirus. And I just wanted to put that out there because Dave was kind of talking about at the end, the different economic proposal, and this wraps into it completely. This was put out today. Um, So I just wanted to wrap that in before you wrapped up. But in terms of what you were talking about and your stance, I I agree with you. I mean, I think that there's a lot of pressure on both sides 
um, not only economically, but again about the health, as I just talked about. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different, you know, pre- there's a lot of pressure coming in from both sides, but I feel like the players, they need to give in a little bit. And even though I'm on their side right now, I would like to see some compromise because right now I feel like it's just we're waiting for the owners and I don't like waiting for billionaires to make a decision on if the fans get baseball. You know what I mean? I would rather have the players and make some enforcement because the players, they keep on saying, oh, we want to play, we want to play, want to play. I don't really understand why there hasn't been a, 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 a little bit of more compromise. But I am on the side of the players, I will say that. I, it, it's it's a lot of pressure, and it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, it's definitely getting ridiculous. And one thing that I wanted to go over was, um, I'm glad you brought up the uh, whole thing about David Dahl and his weakened immune system, because uh, players like that, they have the option to decline playing this uh, upcoming season if indeed there is a season, and they would still make, uh, you know, whatever they're supposed to make in terms of, you know, the prorated salary and everything like that. And so that's good. But, you know, I think it's if you have a health condition, you know, and you decide that, you know, you don't want to play, that's one thing. They accept that. You'll still get paid. But if it's the fact that, you know, you don't have a health condition and you just don't want to play, then I don't think you get paid for it. And I think that's the way that they're going to work it right now is based on, you know, whether you're a healthy individual that won't exactly be affected. But in reality, everyone's different. You you can't really judge, you know, how a person's going to react to the coronavirus if they get it. You know, I mean, there have been several cases of different forms of the coronavirus. You know, they've been talking about like rashes on people's feet. You know, like where, where the heck did that come from? And then, you know, the, of course, the shortness of breath the uh <clears throat> the fever you know just different stuff like that so there's just there's a lot of different symptoms it affects everyone differently um the severity is varied you know so it, it's it's really tough it's really tough to make a contract based on a virus that is that has so many different variants you know based on the individual so um i i definitely see why it can be hard to create a proposal based on, you know, the health of the players and um, whether they should be able to decline it and the type of pay that they would get if indeed that happens. So, yeah, I totally get that. But with everything going on with, you know, the the pay and, you know, this the sick days or, you know, them just totally declining to play, it's it's really difficult. You know, I, I totally understand that myself, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just mind boggling thinking about like, how do you really put something together based on the coronavirus and how it affects people? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was even seeing something there that we kind of want to get some other stuff we have planned for today, but ATRL Muto was another case. Uh, we're going to talk about this for a lot. Dave, Dave's a big fan of him. You know, I love JT too. Oh, yeah. But we'll get into this, you know, in, in another episode. But how people were saying, and, and I agree with it, and I thought of it myself, quite frankly, too, is, you know, JT, I mean, you know, let's see, let's say, you know, he's only getting, the, or the players come as prorated salary. You're playing 40 something games. Does JT go out there and risk his health? being quote-unquote the best the best player or best catcher in baseball which i agree with but you know does he risk that mantra and you know play games and risk getting injured and then take a huge pay cut next year 
40 games of a shortened season that, you know, who knows if there's an asterisk next to it going forward, maybe another podcast episode idea. But, I mean, JT, you know, he could decline and say, you know, I don't want to risk it. And like you were saying, can he do that? If he does, does he not get paid for the season? Is that a big deal to him? We'd rather get the contract next year, regardless if that's with the Phillies or another team. Again, we'll talk about this in another podcast. I I mean, absolutely. I mean, not to, you know, you can still chime in, but A.T. Ramuto is called Bryce Harper's favorite player. Um, and we want to get into a Bryce Harper proposal on Instagram that he put out on May 16th. Um, and talking about a format with that, um, how it's similar to the College World Series. And if Dave would like to introduce his format, and then we'll kind of get opinions. Or if you kind of want to go back to the J.T. Ramuto thing, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I kind of make a segue there. But um, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I just wanted to backtrack to the whole JT thing that you brought up and uh, just talking about the fact that, yeah, you know, like players can risk injury just playing, you know, a measly 40-something games if indeed that is what they're going to play for the season. And it it would seem almost worthless if you're going to end up just playing like a 40 or 45-game regular season and then, you know, you risk an injury that could take, you know, a year to heal. I mean, we're already hearing about Sir Anthony Dominguez possibly having to undergo Tommy John, which we'll talk about in another podcast. But, you know, it's things like that that can happen to players, you know, within a week of just playing. You know, you see players get injured all the time. And it's like, is it really worth it if you're going to be playing a season that's really going to have an asterisk? Right. You know, and that's where I see, you know, where you're coming from. So I definitely understand that. And why people would be so concerned, especially um, a guy like JT Romuto, who played a ton of games last year. I believe he played 140 games, maybe a little bit over, I don't know, just somewhere around there. But that is a ton, a ton for a catcher. A catcher does not play anywhere near that on, you know, in regularity, you know, annually. So, uh, yeah, it's tremendous. And, yeah, JT has every right uh, to be able to talk about that stuff. So I'm totally with him on that. But, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, you go ahead. The, you know, go into the, the Bryce Harper proposal, which I already brought up. But, you know, this, I want to say this, but yeah, we were talking about a couple minutes ago, well, actually a couple seconds ago, how there was a 40-something game proposal or whatever. The one proposed today was for 70, let me see here, 76. Well, I didn't want to, you know, say 40 and then everybody's thinking, oh, we just talked about 70. I don't want to get people confused at all. But the only reason why I brought up 40 is because I would even make JT, I think, not want to play more. You know what I mean? So I just wanted right. to, to put that out there. But um, so Bryce Harper put out this proposal on Instagram, right, on May 16th. So this was a couple months. Again, we've been working to try to get, you know, different content out. And, and you know, we have some ideas. That's why we keep on saying, well, I keep on saying we're going to do another podcast about it. We are, I promise. Um, then again, this proposal is similar to the College World Series format, and I'll explain a little bit, and then I'll let Dave chime in. Um, the season would work, according to Bryce Harper in this proposal. Uh, it'll be an East versus West, just like the NBA, if you guys watch basketball. Uh, two sides, of course, sides of the country would help lessen the spread or flatten the curve, as they say, of the coronavirus. Um, you would start in July. July would be 31 days. I would assume that this is not spring training. I would think that would be June now. Um, July 31st, um, uh, 31 days. Sorry, July is 31 days. Uh, August, 31 days. 
uh, September 30 days, October 31 days, and November 15 days. So that comes up to a total of 135 games, which is way more than the 76. Oh, yeah. Which is less than the 162. We'll get into this. Um, it would be an off day every two weeks on a Monday. Okay, makes sense. There's usually off days on Mondays and Thursdays in the regular schedule. Just kind of put that into perspective. And Sunday will be double headers. However, they would be seven innings. We'll talk about the big part of this too. 30 players, the so 30 player roster, 26 now. Um, six man rotation. Keep arms if pitchers wanted this. If not, no big deal. Each and any ideas, any other ideas possible. Another podcast idea. We're going to talk about that later. Um, playoffs would be uh, going on, of course. Two week World Series, like Super Bowl week, if you're familiar with football. Uh, 10 teams, round-robin format. We already said it, College World Series kind of style. At the new Texas Stadium, or whatever stadium, stadiums works the best. This would, of course, be in cities where it's probably hotter in the winter. Uh, Dome, that in mind. This is one of them. A three-game series. Uh, it would be a two-team left for seven-game World Series. They get two days off before the series. For those two days off, you can do an all-star game and a home-run derby. This is a big idea because it's very similar to the um, NFL, what they do with the Pro Bowl, uh, and then could do the MLB awards as well at the same time. Open this up on all platforms, no blackouts. Open it for everybody to watch. You back up season the next two years on May 1st, 2021, and April 1st, 2022, with those two start dates. It's a lot of information, and we're going to dissect it a little bit here and you know talk about it but dave the first thing i want to ask you is what pops out at you and then i'll answer this what pops out at you when you're reading this what's your initial reaction to this proposal by bryce harper which by the way it's not gonna happen if you haven't noticed it's not gonna happen yeah what is your initial reaction what are big words big statements that pop out to you when first reading this and when i read it well taking a scrum diddlyumptious piece of this big bryce harper pie here I could see the uh, the 135 games that jumps out at me, and uh, knowing that Major League Baseball now uh, does not want to play that many games because the more games they play, you know, the more money they lose. I, I totally get why this idea would be rejected. Um, of course, the players they want to play as many games as possible, and you could see that through what Bryce Harper's talking about. But uh, it's it's pretty much it's either it's going to be in my opinion, a half a season or less. You know, it's going to be, you know, 80 games or less. I mean, right now they're at 70-something games, so it's pretty much going to either stay there or it's going to be a lower number. I mean, the more we wait for a proposal to be accepted, you know, the the less games we're going to have time to play. So, yeah, that, that idea doesn't seem too realistic at this point in time, but... Um, the other thing that also sticks out to me is the doubleheader and every seven inning game, you know, stuff like that. I think that the seven inning games and the doubleheader, that would help to fit in some games. But if you're not going to be playing as many games and you're going to be able to play a full nine inning game every day, uh, depending on the proposal, then, you know, that's not really necessary. So, you know, those are some of my thoughts on the whole thing, Dave. Uh, what are some of your thoughts? What things stick out to you as well? Yeah, I mean, there's there's not too much. There's a couple things here and there. Somewhat of you, what you were talking about. Um, the off day every two weeks on a Monday. That's it's not a big deal. It's really not. Um, the doubleheader seven innings is a little questionable. I see why Bryce is doing it to kind of save health. You know, healthy. 
If you want to stay healthy, why do you still want to play 135 games? That doesn't make any sense. But regardless, we'll move on. The, the thing that the first thing that pops out to me is the, the round-robin college World Series format. I know that a lot of people that may be watching this either follow Dave on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, follow me on Snapchat or know me or know Dave, whatever. I, if you're not familiar with this, uh, the College World Series, again, they do a round-robin format. It's kind of similar to the new hockey proposal that the NHL put out. Again, I, if you're a fan of hockey, um, go Flyers, by the way. But at the same time, it's... You know, it, it, it's kind of complicated a little bit. Again, Bryce throws a lot of ideas, as Bryce, as, or as Dave was saying. It's kind of like the Bryce Harper pie. It's like you got to dissect, you got to take a piece and kind of look at it. But again, yeah, there's a lot here. That's right. And what I do like though, in the future, I don't know about this year, but in the future, again, this proposal will not happen. But in the future, those two days off, you do an all-star game and a home run derby. I really like that. Now, of course, not the all-star game and the home run derby, but I lo- I would like there to be something for the World Series that gets people's attention because football does it. Um, I believe football is the only sport that does it, but I would like baseball to incorporate something interesting. I know that it's cold when the World Series begins to happen, but like Bryce Harper said here, new Texas Stadium. By the way, he's also talking about playing in Vegas didn't put that in there, but he's from Vegas, so just kind of put them respect to play somewhere hot. But I think that that's something that you could do, though, is have something in Vegas or something in a Texas stadium or somewhere where it's hot Florida, um, not Tropicana Field, but you know, somewhere where it's warm and, you know, have something similar to kind of like football does with the Pro Bowl. Um, you know, of course, not the All-Star game, the Home Run Derby in a full 162-game season. That wouldn't make any sense, but... Having something to keep people's attention at the game because I feel like your team's not in the World Series or your team's in the cha- or not in the ALCS or NLCS. By the way, it's a championship series semifinals. It's kind of for me sometimes. It's kind of like once you get late, it's like you know, do I really want to stay up to eleven o'clock at night? I mean, I love baseball, but do I really want to stay up at eleven thirty at night on a Tuesday night watching you know the Tigers play the Royals? It's like, do I want to do this? You know what I mean? Do I, do I want to do this? So I think that you have to have something, especially for the casual fans, because I'm a diehard, and if I'm feeling like that and I want to stay up on Tuesday night, and what do the casual fans think? So I think Bryce is on to something here where you pull people in. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I definitely think that he has some good ideas uh, in his little proposal here. Uh, but, yeah, the main thing that you were kind of talking about is they need to make baseball interesting. And, um, you know, the way that they decide to do that is... Um, you know, going to vary. I know that Rob Manfred, of course, uh, is trying to change the game a little bit, and I think that it's because he wants it to take a more um, interesting approach, especially to the people that aren't entirely familiar with baseball. And uh, it's it's really something that baseball traditionalists uh, might not like because, you know, the game is, as some would say, rapidly changing in terms of the different saber metrics that are coming out. Um, with the fact that the DH could be, um, you know, coming to both leagues, not just the American League. And, you know, the uh, the fact that they want to try and shorten the time of a game, that type of thing, you know, just try and make it a little bit more fast-paced. So, you know, these are all things that they're trying to do to make the game more interesting. But maybe what if it's not that? Maybe what if these things aren't what needs to happen what if it is the implementation of different events in baseball that incorporate the different teams and their star talent 
to be able to be showcased on platforms across, you know, televisions and television stations like ESPN and stuff like that, which they have been trying to do. But what about the culmination of every single team, like the All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby, things like that, uh, that really kind of make people's eyes open up? You know, maybe they need another type of event like that, or maybe they need to change the course of action and try and have these events at a different time of the year. But the thing that I like because I'm a baseball fan and, you know, I'm more of a traditionalist myself, I like the summer flair of an all-star game and the home run derby. I feel like when you play it in the hot air, the ball flies. It's an exciting time. I love staying up late on a summer night and watching, you know, the home run derby and the all-star game and just seeing it all. I mean... You know, Dave, I hang out with you and I watched the All-Star Game last year. These are things that I think baseball fanatics like, and I don't know if it would be something that would be changed, but bottom line, something needs to be done. You know, I think you and I both realize that, but something definitely needs to be done. And I think it's because the main problem here was audience retention. You know, it's the fact that uh, they feel like they're not bringing in uh, as many people, they're not being able to allow people to stay because, you know, people's attention spans, are, they're not like they used to be. You know, we I think we're faced with that problem right now. It's because entertainment today is more prevalent and it's, it's more improved than what it used to be. I mean, back in the day when our grandparents were growing up, you know, it was, it was stick ball, it was half seas, it was different stuff like that. And Nowadays, you have YouTube, you have video games, you have your computer, you know, you could choose to like do a bunch of different stuff. They have batting cages, they have, you know, golf ranges, they have a bunch of different stuff that's available to do, you know, I mean, you don't even need to go out with your friends to, you know, communicate with your friends, you know, I mean, we have the podcasts, we have you know, cell phones that we could just text and call our friends on. We have social media that we could post to, like people's posts. You know, these are all forms of entertainment that keeps us busy. And I, I think we can even call ourselves spoiled that we have this kind of privilege. And I think that these things definitely affect baseball itself. Because when you look back at baseball in the way that it used to be, uh, so many people used to show up for for baseball games. So many people took pride in their team. So many people just turned out to watch the game because what else What else did they have to do? You know, it was, we're going to go and we're going to watch a baseball game. And the reason that people get into baseball is usually because, you know, like what else do they have going on? Or maybe they just need a little taste of something different, you know? And so the people back then, I feel like, kind of desired that different taste that they, they wanted something different or maybe they were bored at one point and they decided well you know this is something that I know that someone else likes so maybe I'll get into it as well you know and just that type of stuff happens but because of the way that we are as people today being spoiled by the different forms of entertainment I think that it really does affect uh, baseball and you know other platforms other sports uh, other things as well yeah I mean, you know, I, I agree with you completely about this, and, you know, I don't want to ramble on too much here, but kind of just to backtrack a little bit and go into this, um, you know, again, this is put on May 16th. The last the last thing I kind of want to bring up here real quick, if I can, 
is the point that I kind of put emphasis on a little bit when I was reading it a few minutes ago. Is Bryce Harper said in this proposal, open this up on all platforms, no blackouts, open it for everybody to watch. And this has been a big thing, especially in baseball. Again, as I talked about earlier, the NHL and the NBA don't have problems with economic proposals. Well, they also don't have problem with blackouts too often. We have that in a game of baseball where, you know, if you're paying for a subscription on your phone or on your computer and, you know, you want to watch the Phillies in Philadelphia, you can't. You know, you can't have both of those systems running up and have it on the TV. You have to watch it on your TV. Or if you're in New York trying to watch a Mets game or a Yankees game and you have that on your phone and your computer, you can't do it because you're blacked out any city. So this is very important. And Price spoke about this as being the first player to really ever discuss this. And it's it's really prevalent because of the fact that he lives in Las Vegas. Las Vegas does not have a baseball team. Um, and for that reason, I would imagine that there's a lot of problems with being baseball over there um, due to the fact there's no team. Um, and, you know, it's uh, no team really that close by. Well, I, I really like the fact that he brought up this in terms of opening up on platforms. And then he ends it with saying, then you back up the season the next two years. May 1st, uh, 2021 will be the start date and April 1st, 2022. I'm sorry to Dave about this. Dave, you can chime in. But this is a bad idea. Again, this proposal is not going to happen. Overall, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think. I think some pieces, like how we were talking about with the, another event, um, besides the summer bash of the all-star game the home run derby and i like the idea of the the round robin kind of i like the um off days on monday and the double headers I, I like it but at the same time it's a little too much information it took us a while to go through oh yeah decide to, to pick it out uh, as, as dave said the bryce harper pie but you know, i just kind of want to and then i'll let dave take over is you know how we kind of want to incorporate everything into this video is a lot to kind of talk about or this podcast sorry and we wanted to kind of combine everything and come together with one video for now in terms of the uh, the proposal and, you know, Bryce Harper's format because we thought that was kind of relative to how players are kind of thinking in terms of the economic side of things. But, um, you know, just to kind of begin where we are and where we started a little bit here um, with the 75% prorated salary over the six, 76 game season, sorry, it was declined today. Um, we're saying we're hearing that it's expected to be declined again. That's per a couple different MLB insiders. Again, I talked about them earlier: John Heyman, Bob Nightingale, uh, Carl Ravitch, Buster Olney from ESPN, um, Ken Rosenthal. There's so many more. Go follow them if you're a casual fan or not. But I mean, I really think as you were talking about is you know there's so much more that the game can do in terms to get casual people. You know, you're starting to get mad, you know, over these long economic proposals that are constantly being denied. You're starting to get the diehards mad. You know what I mean? It's not even you're, you're past the casuals. You're on to the diehards. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think um, now when a bunch of people see that the way that uh, money kind of changes the game, uh, we're getting a, we're getting a taste of Moneyball rather than uh, baseball, really. And uh, to me, it it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth as a fan. You know, because it, it kind of shows how much money really does control the game, how it really controls the players, how it controls the organizations within it, and it does. It it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But um, about what you were saying and uh, the game being open on all platforms, no blackouts. Uh, I get that you know contracts are signed, uh, you know, with different teams like with the Phillies and how they're signed with Comcast Sportsnet. 
and how you know there like if you have a subscription to major league uh baseball on you know your phone or whatever to watch major league baseball on there then you can't watch your own team if you're in that city you know like for example you know like you were telling me how you know we live in philadelphia and so you know the phillies we can't watch them on mlb network you know, just because we live in the area, because the Phillies have signed that contract with Comcast Sportsnet, so we have to catch it on Comcast Sportsnet. But um, if you don't live in the region, if you don't live in the city, then, you know, you'll be able to catch it, which, which I don't know. I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, like, what, what if you can't catch it on Comcast Sportsnet one day, and you have your phone on you, and you want to watch it on, you know, MLB TV? Well, you know, like, what, what's the matter with that? You know, I think you should have the option to watch it whatever way. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I was checking the uh, the notes we got, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, I agree with you, and you know that, and it's not only Philadelphia. It's you know, if we're talking Phillies or you know any city, it's it's usually most of the areas like a certain mile radius of Citizens Bank Park or of the Comcast Sportsnet or NBC Sportsnet Philly, whatever it's called. You know, a certain radius of whatever. So even, you know, if you live in Delaware, right, or you live in, you know, upstate, or not upstate, but like, you know, wherever, you know, there could be some problems with, with you know, obtaining it. But, you know, I, I thought this was a really, you know, good podcast to kind of, you know, come back into. We covered a lot of the topics, and we're going to have so many, you know, we this was kind of just the beginning once again. And if, you, you know, you're one of those, subscribe. thank you for making it by the end of the video. Skip around, you know, here and there, but... um. You know, we, we really thank you uh, for, for listening. And, you know, we have so many more ideas, uh, you know, now that we've gotten started again. And you know, I was talking to Dave and, you know, Sir Anthony Dominguez and talking about, you know, JT and the DH and different stuff like that. So we'll for sure make, you know, more podcasts, try to get them out to you more on a daily basis. But stick with us for sure, um, you know, on Spotify or whatever. I believe there's a subscribe button, I think, Dave, or something. Isn't yeah, I there? think there's a follow button. So if you guys want to follow the podcast, then make sure you follow the podcast. But uh, one more thing that I want to bring up, Dave, before we conclude things is the way that Bryce Harper said that he wanted to back up the season over the next two years, you know, potentially on May 1st of 2021 and April 1st of 2022, uh, doing it that way. I just think, you know, if you're not going to be playing as many games and if you're going to be, you know, playing into late October like they traditionally do, I don't see a reason that the season should be backed up. You know, I mean, yeah. if there's some financial issues, I mean, that that's respectable. But in terms of, uh, you know, the length at which they should play, I, I don't believe that should change. I don't believe it should be backed up. So, I yeah. mean, that's just my take on it, Dave. I don't know how you feel about it, but... I just don't really see a reason for them to really back it up. Yeah, I mean, I I, I completely agree with you. I mean, and, and you know, the, the thing, too, that, you know, just kind of wrapping up is, you know, Bryce Harper, again, is seeing it from the player side. So, you know, if you're on the player side, if you want the more games, if you want you know, whatever, I mean, again, there's two different sides here, and you can be in the middle. There's a lot of people that think you can't be in the middle, but you can be in the middle. There is a middle ground in terms of economic side of things with players and owners you know um again we talked about that a little bit earlier i don't want to start up all another conversation again <laughs> this podcast is probably going on almost 45 to 50 here let minutes. me see let me see right now we're checking it yeah we're at uh 44 minutes yeah we're, we're getting up there but Woo-hoo! i mean like, like i was saying before I, I agree with you dave again make sure to follow the podcast um and also to follow majorly talk 
Dave, I'm going to plug your channel for you. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> uh, go check it out. Get them the 50 subscribers from this thing here. Uh, even if you're a baseball fan or not, he does some cool unboxing videos once in a while. Been doing a lot of cool team videos. Go check him out, absolutely. Not only the Phillies, but overall Major League Baseball. This was not a Phillies video. Well, not really, but a Major League Baseball video. And um, that's pretty much it for me. But I just want to say thank you to all the, um, the frontline workers who are battling this virus. Uh, thank you to everyone out there. Um, much it for me and uh, stay safe everyone and dave you can kind of wrap up what you want to say all right well yeah um likewise i want to give a big thank you to the people out there who are you know keeping our country's economy intact uh keeping our population uh safe healthy and uh with everything going on it just makes you grateful uh for those people but um overall Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you made it this far, I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to, then please follow for more content to come. But Dave, it's been fun. Uh, This was our first episode back, and I really enjoyed talking about some baseball. Uh, Moreover, you know, hopefully talking about some Phillies baseball on the pod again. And uh, yeah, it's just been a great one. But thank you all for listening to this podcast once again. And uh, well, this has been... The Warning Track Talk Podcast with your host, Dave and Dave.